hip-hop is a sport as much as it is a culture. And when you have two rappers in the space as a couple, what happens to the male ego if their female counterpart is a better lyricist than they are? Well, me as a rapper, if I'm in that situation, I'm trying to get a couple of verses ghostwritten. You know what I'm saying? Wow. I listen to women. I'm like, yo, you can you help me juice these bars up? You know I love you, babe. I can't. <laughs> You know I love you, baby. Not I love you, baby. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. It's the Almanac of Rap Show. I got opinions and they all factual. No news, just information that you won't be able to use unless you're at a dinner party trying to impress who's in attendance with endless tidbits of nonsense. We're gonna have a good time, I promise. You two rabbit holes ready Dives, pulling out old interviews from the archives. Styles, fads, trends, all of that. It's the almanac of rap. Welcome to the almanac of rap, the show that shows love. My name is Don Will, and I'm a rapper, DJ, producer, and your host for the series. Today's episode is all about love, and I'll be talking to Kathy Iandoli about hip hop couples. Kathy is a journalist turned author who's also a professor at NYU. She's written books with the likes of Lil' Kim, Prodigy, and T-Pain. We'll get into that conversation shortly, but first, I gotta kick the ballistics. Rap might not be the first genre that comes to mind when you think of love songs, but trust me, the genre is full of them. There have been mixtapes and albums devoted to love. Hell, even my debut album, Don Cusack and High Fidelity, was all about love. It was a rap album based on the film High Fidelity, and the bonus songs on the album were the soundtrack to the film. Yeah, pretty meta. What can I say? I love a good concept, and I love love. One of the more ambitious love-related projects in recent memory was Chance the Rapper's major label debut. He made an album about getting married, which is one of, if not the biggest events to symbolize romantic love. His album, The Big Day, was a beautiful gesture made to further commemorate the love with his now wife. But the internet hated it. Hey there, lovely sister, won't you come home to your mister? I've got plans to hug and kiss ya. I've got plans to hug and hug and hug you. Musically, it wasn't that big of a departure, but thematically, it was a huge departure from the landscape of rap album. I don't think anyone had ever done this type of thing before, and sadly, the concept didn't land too well with casual fans. Plus, the internet loves memes, so the song parodies poured in. Ooh, I love my wife. I love my wife. Ah! Let's go ride a bike with my wife. My wife's real young, my wife's real small. Let's go to the beach and play with a beach ball. Praise Jesus God and my wife. Let's go to the beach and ride a bike. That's not to say that rap doesn't like songs about romantic love. That's definitely not the case. It's just that not everyone is into PDA. Luckily, there are tons of songs about other types of love. You got songs about platonic love, family love, self-love, toxic love, all types of love. And at times, there can even be objectification masquerading as love. I know, it's so sneaky. However, when it comes to romantic love, one thing we don't see much of is rappers dating other rappers. 
I mean, sure, it happens, but it's not that commonplace. Most of the highly visible relationships that we see are between rappers and singers or models, but rarely another rapper. This makes Papoose and Remy Ma the gold standard in rap power couples, and the fact that K-Slay was the person that introduced them makes their love even more rap-related. The first time we met was actually in a studio between a mutual friend, K-Slay. When she came in the room, I had never seen nobody talk to him that way. She threw her feet up on the table, she was telling people to turn music down, she was arguing with people, she was telling people to shut up, and I was just like, wow, I like her. While both artists have several collaborations in their discographies, they don't have any full-length albums together. Which brings us to another anomaly, male-female duet rap albums. These almost never happen, which is a shame, because when they do, they're always a pretty good time. A few examples of this are Fat Joe and Remy Ma, Plato or Plomo. Be in and out the city like a New York draft pick. They cut the check, I check it out, and then I cash it. Caught my first Cuban when a nigga 14. Back with King Kato at them things of 14. Out of Chirac when Obama was a student. And then now Cabrini Greens, yeah, we at them things moving. Or Harriet by Il Camille and Damani. You know we had to double up. We suited forward all without the cummerbund. I'm sure in the new you better yeah, come with us. Fine wine in the alkaline water. Refine a line with the source of the shine. Beside the rhyme, we checking the levels. The message is clear like water to steel with a bomb built. And everything's fine by Quelle Chris and Jean Grey. My contribution to this game. I'm wearing overalls, one shoulder off. Dwayne Wayne flip glasses, syrup for my cough. One duet album that was in the works but never happened was Battle of the Sexes, a collaboration between Ludacris and Shauna. She was signed to his DTP records when they started recording it, but decided to leave the label for a new one. This in turn resulted in Luda deciding to make it into a solo album and enlisting a star-studded guest list. While it did have a few hits, it probably didn't have the same level of impact it would have had in its initial form. Cause Shauna can rap rap. Here's a little bit of the lead single, Everybody Drunk. Everybody with me drunk as fuck. Break it down and roll it up. The album version of this song doesn't feature her at all, and her place is Little Scrappy. That's label politics for you, and I don't think anyone loves label politics. Rap is often referred to as a game or a sport, and that's due to its competitive nature. Everyone considers themselves to be the best, which is a form of love in itself, self-love. And this, among other things, breeds beef. And rap loves beef. Beef not only drives record sales, but it's given us diss tracks and other huge moments for the culture. Now while beef and diss tracks deserve an episode to themselves, a few examples of diss songs are Roxanne's Revenge by Roxanne Shantae. He ain't really cute and he ain't great. He don't even know how to operate. He came up to me with some crabbish rap. But let me tell you something, don't you know it was whack? Why'd you have to make a record about me? The R-O-S-A-N-N-E. I came back for you by Lil Kim. Like the sand in the hourglass, you out of your time. Trying to go against the queen, is you out of your mind? Even 
being number two, your chances are slim. Cause when God made Adam, it should have made him. I gave a few passes, but I never forget. It's enough, I gotta put up with this doodle ground shit. And the takeover by Jay-Z. And all you other cats throwing shots at Jigga, you only get half a ball. Fuck y'all niggas. A fan base is the tangible manifestation of love for an artist. But lately, these parasocial relationships are becoming unusually toxic. If you don't love the artist they do, it's more than a difference of opinion. It's a call to arms. But not all standums are bad. One new artist with a really fun fan base is Ice Spice. If you're of a certain age, you might not be into her music, but her social interactions and memes are top tier. And we all know by now that that can make or break your career, right? Well, if you don't know, now you know, nigga. So what's the state of love and hip hop? Not the TV show. But shouldn't the TV show just be a dating show where rappers date other rappers? That's what the name kind of implies, no? Eh, whatever. Why don't rappers date each other more often? These are all good questions and ones that me and Kathy will get into during this interview. We also talk about love songs, breakup songs, and put superlatives on the few rap couples that we have out there. As usual, there's a mix of songs related to the topic after the conversation. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride as I talk to my friend Kathy about love and hip hop. Because a lot of people out here, they say, I love my car, or I love my chain, or, or I, I, I'm just in love with that girl over there. Kathy, what's good? Hey, how's it going? Pretty good now that you're here. <laughs> So I want to talk to you about love as it pertains to rap, and we've got a lot of ground to cover. But before we get into that, you've written and co-written a lot of books and have an extensive resume as a journalist. What made you want to become a writer? Well, I think it came from a recognition early on that I couldn't rap. <laughs> but I've always been a fan of stories and being able to tell stories. And I think like in the last few years of journalism and being a journalist, I think um I haven't been able to do that job in the midst of like the clickbait and all the other stuff that happens when it comes to journalism and the art of storytelling gets lost, right? Yeah. Which is why I'm so happy that I've been able to make that move over to books. Yeah. And funny enough, my interest into the music industry mm -hmm. and trying to be a part of it was through journalism. Like early on, back when I was still trying to figure out how to record stuff and cool at it, I was also checking out Mastheads of Magazines to see where I could even send this stuff or like who was writing articles about my favorite artists. And that led to me writing a couple of record reviews here and there and even doing stuff for some websites. Um, mm -hmm. But another thing that I saw you doing is teaching a class at NYU for um, writing in the music. I'm, I'm probably butchering this. No, you got it right. Writing in the music okay, cool. industry. Right, yeah, writing in the music industry. And it's groundbreaking because it's offered to both undergraduate and graduate students, right? Yeah, I graduated with my master's from NYU's music business program at Steinhardt. And, you know, at the time I had been a career jo uh, journalist already, but I started to see like, there was like kind of like this progression away from the written word, you know, and, and using <laughs> yeah. the written word for <laughs> Absolutely. so many things. Like, I think we were in a recording world, like film and everything like that. But we forget that every great film has a script. Mm, gospel. You know? Yeah. Writing in the music industry, that course, while I do teach some fundamentals of music journalism and how to write journalistic, uh, you know, quality pieces, 
I also teach about the many different ways you have to utilize writing in music from like press releases and artist bios to the like boilerplate information that tends to follow artists around across all of their pages to product copy, um, liner notes, obituaries, everything. And there's so much. Yeah. There's a lot that we tend to forget. Like we're not going to be ever in a, a period of time where if an artist uh, passes away, someone's going to record the obituary, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, no, we're never, you're never going to get a video link with a press release. <laughs> yeah. I never thought about this. Something has to explain it. You're absolutely right. And I think like in a world where we keep trying to like push our faces into everything, I wanted to create a course where I bring the focus back to the written word. I developed the course at the end of, I think, 21. The course launched in the fall of 22. And I was like, man, we should open this up to grad students too. I put it to the board and they agreed. And I think it's one of the first classes in the program that has ever been offered to both um, graduate and undergraduate students. Man, congratulations. That's crazy. Thank you. But also it's very necessary because as an independent artist, I find myself writing so much copy and adapting the copy for other things and trying to figure out how to pull quotes yep. and yeah, pull pieces out and expand quotes. And, you know, it's something that you kind of just pick up as an independent artist because you have to. But right. a lot of people don't really think about it. They don't. And, you know, I don't think people realize how hard it is to sit and write something. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? That blank page? <laughs> Yo, listen, even if it's just like two cents. And, and um, it's hard because I think that, like, when it comes to things that are written for professional purposes, a lot of artists don't understand, like, why there should be a price tag on that. You know, I started writing more in the underground hip hop scene. You were writing raps? You have like a rap demo? No, no, no articles. What was your rap name? Like Special K? Special or? K. <laughs> Not Special K. Um, My bad. <laughs> no, like I would like write, I would like profile independent hip hop artists, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I used to work at Fat Beats and like the artists that would come through and be like, yo, like, can you write my bio? And I'd be like, yeah, but do you have like money? And I'd be like, yeah, like I got like $25, $30. And I was like, 25, 30. Do you know how like long these things can take? Yeah, I'm saying. And I was doing it for a while. Like, you know, getting paid 50, 75 bucks to write a bio. And then one day I had to like up my prices. As, as you should. I mean, what they think you were going to just keep doing it for the love and perpetuity. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. Like, yes, absolutely. I'm for the love. But to assume that like, I got to work overtime so that I can make sure that like you get a bio. Like, you know, yesterday's price is not today's price. Yesterday's price is not today's price. So I want to talk to you today about love and hip hop. Mm -hmm. Not the TV show, but actual romantic relationships between two rappers. Like when I think about rappers dating other rappers, I think about Meek Mill and Nicki Minaj or, you know, Papoose and Remy Ma or even... Partisan Fontaine, fun name, by the way, and uh, Meg The Stallion. You know, like, why don't rappers date other rappers? It seems like a natural fit. You know what I'm saying? Well, first I should say, if you're going to position Nikki in a rap power couple, bring up her and Nas, with all due respect to me. Wait, no. she dated Nas? Yeah. What? Yeah. When did she date Nas? Oh, my God. It was like a few years ago. Get the fuck out of here. Like, how long did they date? Oh, but um, they're still friends. Like they have like a wonderful relationship. Well, I'm happy for them, and that is news to me. 
but <laughs> why don't more rappers date? And I mean, this is no um, callback to what I just said, um, but I think it has a lot to do with the rapper dynamic and like, you know, when you put that in a couple, especially since like hip hop is a sport as much as it is a culture. And when you have two rappers in the space as a couple, what happens to the male ego if their female counterpart is a better lyricist than they are? Well, me as a rapper, if I'm in that situation, I'm trying to get a couple of verses ghostwritten. You know what I'm saying? Wow. I listen to women. I'm like, yo, you can you help me juice these bars up? You know I love you, baby. I can't. <laughs> you know I love you, baby. Not I love you, baby. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that there's that, right? And like, especially nowadays, you know, the with women are killing it in hip hop. Very so, true. True. If you've got a man and a woman both competing for the same crown, in a sense, mm-hmm. how that plays out romantically, how does that last? You know, I mean. I think of Peppa and Tretch, and I'm like, okay, like they felt like goals back then. Yeah, they did. But <laughs> the stakes were different back then, too. Women were so separate from the crown than men at that point in time. Mm, did not think about that. It was not within reach. Not that it wasn't deserved, but it just wasn't within reach. Yeah, now that I think about it, I could totally see jealousy ruining one of these relationships. You know what I'm saying? absolutely but that's what makes Remy and Papu so dope to me because they just seem strong and in love and with each other you know what I mean yeah I love them together yeah I do too and I honestly feel like we could probably pick the next power couple you know what I'm saying so let's just play matchmaker for a second okay consider this the fantasy football league of rap romance okay so like which two rappers do you think would make a cute couple like you know Mm. just just (laughs) play matchmaker for a second Easily, hands down, Lauren Hill and Andre 3000. Mm, yeah, I like that couple. I like that couple a lot. I like the fact that we want them to make an album, and we would not get that album. No, we, we probably wouldn't, no. <laughs> They'd make the album now. Don't get, it, don't get it twisted. We just wouldn't hear the album, but the album would be so fire. This is true. This is true. But I don't know what I would do if they were together. Like, my head would explode. Have they ever done a song together? No. Mm-mm. Man, well, that just makes me kind of sad. So yeah. let's take it out of the romantic realm and move over to just pure collaborations. Okay. Uh, which two artists would you want to link up to do a duets album? You know, like not be a couple, just do a couple of songs. Mm. Most Def and Rhapsody. Uh, most Def and Rhapsody is Most Def a rap CD <laughs> that I like to hear. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bars. <laughs> Bars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Light work. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Nah, but for real, I do think they would mesh really well together on a, on like a whole project. Actually, too, also Kendrick and Rhapsody. I mean, they've already paired together well on songs i would love a project from them yeah nah that might be the one for real yeah because like she shows up and shows out every time they get together you know what i'm saying oh my gosh yes yeah so that just leads us over to male female duet albums in hip-hop in general and the fact that they rarely ever happen i mean they're this staple of soul and r&b but when it comes to rap you're lucky if you get one every once in a blue so why do you think that is like (laughs) Is it the same reason they don't date? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like um, so many women are killing it. Every one of those projects would sound like Eminem and Jay Z on Renegade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, you're right. <laughs> do you have any clue what I had to do to get here? I don't think you do, so stay tuned and keep your ears glued to the stereo, cause here we go. He's drinking chicken, chicken, and I'm the sinister. Mr. Kiss, my ass is just a renegade. Never been afraid to say what's on my mind at any given time of day, cause I'm a so what are some of your favorite rap songs about love? Rap songs about love? Um, can we include also like remixes like Erica and Common on Love of My Life? Yeah, that counts. I think, yeah. oh, The Light is another one. Yo, The Light is hands down one of the best written rap songs in general, like outside of love. That shit is incredible. Oh, yeah. You're All I Need to Get By. Mm, yeah, Ugh. yeah classic very much so but i actually like as much as i love the mary version there's something about just like the guys in wu-tang being like you roll that i need you know like i yeah, like yeah. I, you know yo yo can you imagine like the 20 mcs in the booth doing background vocals like you roll yeah. that i need i'll be there for you like i would want to be serenaded by like my man and a bunch of his boys like how cute is that yeah that was definitely the most adorable Wu-Tang session ever. <laughs> <laughs> so wholesome. You got like this next to him. Like, I got you. <laughs> so what about breakup song? Oh, favorite breakup song? Um, Makeups to Breakups. Method Yo, Man and D'Angelo. Totally forgot about that record. But <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I use the line, I've been there and been done that before and don't need it no more. That's my word. I use that like like more times <laughs> than I care to admit. <laughs> word. Um, corrupt. It's over. It's, it's over, over now. now. It's over. I'm sorry now. Yo, I used to love that joint. <laughs> yeah, and I think like, you know, there was like a whole lot of animosity behind that song. But like, yeah. you know, rest in peace with Natina on the song. Like, there yeah. was... And that was such a fun song because it was such an unexpected style for Corrupt. You know, it was like, yes. it was like a bubblegum pop TRL joint. Like TRL Corrupt was a different time. Yeah. And like, like meth. He knows how to break up properly. Mm. Like when men break up in rap, it just yeah. is so like, uh, like Eminem, like Kim. <laughs> Yo, he went beyond wild. <laughs> like, he committed a felony. Like, you know what you know what I mean? what <laughs> they just don't know how to break up. And I'm, I'm trying to think of, well, you see, I loved hard once, but the love wasn't returned. I found out the man I died. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Lauren Hill on yep. Manifest. Yeah, that was a good one. Oh. <laughs> I guess Lost Ones is a breakup song, too. It is. That album dealt with love and loss in a really poignant way. You know what I'm saying? Sure did. Ugh. But I, I feel like if you get Lauryn Hill to write a song about any emotion, you're going to get the best song you've ever heard. You know what I'm saying? Easily. So in moving from romantic love to platonic love, uh-huh. in my opinion, this there can only be one mentality that rap is historically known for. It's kind of being broken up a bit by the post-blog era cats. Like, when I think about the Kendrick Lamar control verse thing and how it was this shot heard around the world, it was still just sort of like LeBron going on the basketball court. You know what I'm saying? Heated competition, but still just friendly competition. A thing that we hadn't really seen before. And then, right. you know, a lot of the new girls coming out are just, they're banding together and collaborating and just they genuinely enjoy each other's company. It's becoming such a friendly genre and it makes me, Think about old beefs a bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, are there any old beefs that you wish would have been resolved for the sake of making music or just friendship, you know? I would have loved to see Roxanne Shantae with, like, the Big Mama track. I would have loved to see Shantae paired up with some of the girls from that era that 
like they were going at each other. Like it would be cool to hear Shantae, Latifah, and Light. Like hell yeah, yeah. You know, um, it kind of would be cool to have like MC Light and Antoinette. I know I'm going like a little like you know further back, but I don't know. Nah, nah, it's all good. That's why this show is called the Almanac of Rap. You can talk about Roxanne Shantae. You can talk about Flo Millie. Whoever. It's all just rap music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, an- another um, beef that I wish would have been resolved is Kim and Foxy. Yeah. Theirs felt more like, it didn't feel like two people that didn't like each other. It felt like people around them in the industry pitting them against one another. You know what I'm saying? Which is whack. Yeah, that was an industry construct. I don't even think they knew each other like that. Yeah, exactly. Like You can, yeah. can kind of tell, too. I mean, it would have just been so dope to hear those two on a track together. Right. But, like, outside of rap beefs, what are some of your favorite rap friendships? Like, who are some pals that pal around that really make you happy to see together? Oh, my gosh. My my favorite rap friendship is Lauren Hill and Rod Digga on Cowboys. <laughs> I rock the Nubian, L rock the Nubian twist. Literally my favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I love Red and Meth. That friendship, oh, yeah, yeah. it's for the ages. I feel like they're at the top of this list, yeah. I really love that friendship. One that I really enjoy is uh, ASAP Rocky and Tyler, the creator. Yeah, I like that friendship a lot. Like, I bet their text conversations are just all international restaurants, fashion, and memes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, I I bet you it just has like this fun, wholesome vibe to it. You know what I'm saying? And another friendship that we don't think about enough is uh, Lil' Kim and Aaliyah. Like, Aaliyah and Lil' Kim were like so close. I mean... Aliyah was on I Need You Tonight, the Junior Mafia. Aliyah sang the hook to Lil' Kim's Queen Bitch radio edit that didn't get released. But Aliyah was in the Crush On You video. Lil' Kim was in the Hot Like Fire video. And she was in the If Your Girl Only Knew video. Yo, I never really thought about that. She was, they were hanging out heavy. Yeah, they were, they were good friends. Yeah, I, I feel like social media and just this era we're in now has given me a different way to engage with rap music. Like, just enjoying people's relationships with each other. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's nice to see people be friends. You know what I mean? Right. It's also nice to see the unlikely friendships that get struck up. You know, like like Snoop and Martha Stewart. Oh, my God. They're so adorable. <laughs> but I never in a million years would have imagined those two would be friends and like... I know. United over weed at that. <laughs> She's a G. Don't sleep. <laughs> oh, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> tripping. I think we all found that out at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> but um, are there any other unique rap friendships that stick out to you? Um, Jay-Z and Gwyneth Paltrow is one. Yo, what's the dude's name from Coldplay? Uh, Chris Martin? Yeah, that was, a, that was one. Yeah. I feel like every few years, hip-hop decides on a rock act to just be friends with. Like, um, now it's everybody's cool with James Blake and <laughs> and bringing it back to a guy we talked about earlier, Papoose is friends with Ed Sheeran, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, they got a song together, but I bet they're still friendly, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I mean, Papoose and Ed Sheeran have just like so much in common, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they both make music, they both have arms, they both, they both have arms. <laughs> That my best friend, she a real bad bitch, got her own money. She don't need no nigga on the dance floor. She had two, three drinks, now she twerking, she throw it out and come back in. All right, so the next segment is basically the equivalent of passing out Valentine's Day cards in elementary school. We're going to keep it nice and nobody's going home empty handed. Okay. All right, so I need your help coming up with superlatives for these 
rap couples. We got to properly celebrate their love. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But before we start, I got to ask if you're okay with counting Rihanna and Beyonce as rappers for this, since, you know, they both are known to body a verse from time to time. Um, yeah. Okay. And one more point of clarification. Can we include the Erica Badu romantic universe, which is, you know, Andre 3000, the DOC, and Jay Electronica. That's three more couples right there. Well, Common too. Oh, of course. And Common too. That's four couples. I mean, you know, we just have to pad the list out a little bit because you don't really see rappers dating rappers too often. All right, so boom. The first couple is Remy Ma and Papoose. Like like the best, the most, whatever, like that? Yeah, yeah. Most likely to last forever. Oh, I completely agree with that. Most likely to succeed, as they said in school. Yo, like, I don't invest too much into anybody else's relationships Mm-hmm. But if something happened to Remy and Papoose, like breaking news, Papoose cheated or Remy's leaving, filing for divorce, I would be distraught. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Like, does love even exist if they're not a couple? <laughs> All right. Next couple. Cardi B and Offset. Most likely to set it off. <laughs> In every way possible. In every way possible. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. All right. The next couple. This guy actually changed his name to Love. Love, a.k.a. P. Diddy, a.k.a. Puff Daddy, and Carisha. They're a couple, right? Yeah. Just checking. Most likely to keep confusing us. <laughs> That's why I had to ask you if they was a couple. It's so confusing. Yeah. Most likely to change with the weather. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. They're on, they're off, he won't cop to it, she does cop to it. It's... It's madness. Most likely to have an NDA. <laughs> <laughs> Several NDAs floating around over there. All right. Next up, Megan the Stallion and Partisan Fontaine. Oh, um, most likely to rate each other's bars. Oh, you know I like that. That's a good one. And you know, like I was saying earlier, if I end up dating a rapper, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm gonna ask you to write some bars for me, hands down. Like right. if we end up battling over breakfast and you say some cool shit. Guess what? Mm-hmm. I'm borrowing that breakfast bar. <laughs> like a, like Rocka Irish Science says, it's hard to pass the bar, ask your lawyer. Mm, bars. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about liquor, but... You yeah, know. but and if my girl came up with that, I'm borrowing that. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got Jay-Z and Beyonce. Most likely to make some music if the other one screws up. <laughs> Yo, you're only getting the Jay-Z album if he fucks up. Yeah. <laughs> Although- it's, it'll probably be something Jay did, but yeah. Yeah, otherwise you got to just wait. Until he pops up on somebody's album and drops an eight-minute podcast episode in the middle of it. Podcast episode. Mini-doc. <laughs> yeah, mini-doc. You know what I'm saying? All right. Next up, ASAP Rocky and Rihanna. Most likely to dress better than any of us. So fashionable. So fashionable. Fashion killers, one might say. Mm-hmm. Yo, do you think ASAP Rocky will ever get his own Fenty capsule collection? Oh, that'd be cute. I'd like that for him. <laughs> there is a Fenty men, though, right? Yeah. Like, what do they even have? I don't know. But it's a missed opportunity that she didn't call it Menti. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's it. The podcast is done. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Menti with like a mint green color scheme. Menti with the mint green line. All right. Next up, the Erica Badu Romantic Universe, a.k.a. Andre, J Electronica, DOC, and Common. Most likely to get your man to wear crocheted pants. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I mean, I would argue I would argue that that's also most fashionable. <laughs> but, but no, she said, she said, 
You gotta change gods and change jobs. She, Erica don't fuck around. My Pisces sister, yes. Yo, I gotta wrap this thing up. But before we get out of here, what are a few things that you love about hip hop right now? I love the camaraderie amongst women in hip hop right now. I love it. I love that it's like a middle finger to the industry infrastructure that says women can't get along. Um, I love how so many of our legends of women in hip hop are still consistently killing it. Kim, Eve, you know what I'm saying? Like Misty, like consistent track records is still making music. I just, I just love seeing where women are going in hip hop right now. Absolutely. What a time to be alive indeed. But yo, Kathy, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to talk to me. I really appreciate it. Hey, anything for you. You know that already. The Almanac of Rap is written and produced by me, Don Will. I did the theme music too, but there's some additional music in each episode by Von P. The show is executive produced by Saida Blunt and Aisha Palmer, with mix engineering and sound design by Dana Walk. The artwork was designed by Alan Cole. I'd also like to give a big shout out to the whole team at Sonos Radio for their support. Head over to Mixcloud.com backslash Sonos to hear all the archive shows and be sure to check out the Sonos Radio IG account for other Sonos programming. Once again, thanks to Kathy Iandali for stopping by. She's got several books on the shelves right now, including Baby Girl, better known as Aaliyah, and The Queen Bee. Check her out on Instagram over at Kath3000. That's a wrap for season one. I'd like to give one more big shout out to all the guests and the whole team over at Sonos for making this possible. And you guys too, thanks so much for tuning in. I've had so much fun making this thing and sneaking Easter eggs into the post credits. Will there be a season two? Probably. Will the show change slightly? Maybe. Will you tune in again? Hopefully. And with that said, I'll see you guys next time on the Almanac of Rap.